Hey guys, welcome to the second Q&A episode of A Dragon Tamer's Fable. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, that is mostly okay. There is a spoiler in this, so I highly suggest that you do listen to the previous episodes. Um, so that would be the prologue to chapter 20. I haven't actually had too many content questions uh, about the book, like the storyline itself, so a lot of this episode is going to be just editing and future content and uh, a little surprise at the end. And honestly, I think the fact that there haven't been too many questions about the content is kind of great. It means that I've done a good job writing it and you guys aren't too confused and you're following everything pretty, pretty well. So yeah, we just have the one content question, which is cool. And that's why this episode is going to focus more on editing. So get ready to get geeky. The first question I had, well, I guess I got it back when I first put out the query for questions for this episode, was just how many tracks, more or less, do I record for a chapter? So it really depends on the length of the chapter itself. I've done everything from, I guess, six tracks total to, I think, 12 was the longest and it's actually a lot more complicated than that so basically um i'll give you a rundown of the editing process because i didn't know anything about podcasting before i started this and i find it really interesting and i know that i've come really far especially from the prologue um i'm dreading going back and listening to it i think i should do it at some point just to see how far i've come but uh i'm, I'm not ready for that yet i think i'm a little too scared for that so, uh, editing. Basically, it's done through Anchor, which is my uh, host, my distributor, and an editing software called Audacity, which is free. You can go download it online yourself if you want. And basically, I say I start, I'll do chapter 21. I'm just going to start reading the chapter, and I'll stop recording a segment when I feel like it's a good natural break. So that could be um, after a few paragraphs when I feel like a music change would be good. Um, over the last couple of episodes, I've actually had some segments that are like more than 10 minutes long without a music change, which is is new for me because I feel like I've had some chapters be like, okay, I'll, I'll do this music for one minute. I'll do this music for five minutes. And now I've got chapters that are all, all the way to like 12 minutes of the same music. So it really depends on the chapter itself and the way the chapter is built and the length of the chapter um in terms of overall tracks and then once i've read the chapter itself and that's finished then i record the intro and the outro because i just do that on the fly um the intro changes a little bit every week the outro doesn't really change but i do record it every week so yeah and then from there once i have those those tracks, those initial tracks done, I go in and I edit. Um, I edit out my heavy breathing, <laughs> my ambient sounds in the background. I swear to God, my laptop, it sounds like it's quiet. And then I bring it into my little podcasting shack closet thing. And it sounds like I'm at Pearson Airport. Like it sounds so loud. I use noise reduction and uh, yeah, so edit out my mistakes plenty of those so many mistakes lots of swearing that uh isn't supposed to be there and then once that's done 
I go back and I add in the sound effects. And once the sound effects are done, then I export it as an MP3, and then I upload it into Anchor. And then in Anchor, I add the music, because they have a, a little free music library that I really like to use. And actually, over the last couple of episodes, you've probably noticed some more, like, I guess, medieval-themed music. That's stuff that I, I bought online. Um, it was actually available for free, but I, I felt like I should really pay a little bit for it, like, leave a tip, because um, I think the music's really good, and that the person definitely deserves to, to earn something for it. So um, that music, should I choose to use it, that's added in Audacity, not through Anchor. Um, but for the music that I do add to Anchor, so say I've got eight segments in my chapter that need music, those are uploaded to Anchor, I add the music, and then I export it back out, import it into Audacity again, and then I stitch everything together. So the intro, that's my own music that I, like, my own guitar work. And then I add in each segment, and I do my own fading in and fading out, because Anchor, while it does have sort of its own ability to fade in and fade out, um, in terms of the music starting, it, it just it instantly starts. It's like a harsh start, and then it gently fades in to when I start talking. Um, I'm sure you've noticed, if you actually go back and listen, you'll notice that the music like intuitively fades in. So I'm not doing that myself. But what I do do is I fade in between uh, the different kinds of music. I'm the one who's fading it in and fading it out to make it blend a little nicer. And then once that's done and the outro is added and everything's cohesive, it's uh, exported one more time from Audacity, imported back into Anchor as one complete file, and then I just add my episode description, and it's that, that's about it. I schedule it for Sunday morning. There's, I mean, there's a lot to it. It's not hard. I was able to do this just by watching a couple of YouTube videos and a couple things on Skillshare. Um, if you want to get into podcasting, like, the first three episodes, first three chapters of this, I recorded off my iPhone. So... It's, like, anybody can do it. That's the great thing about podcasting. And I kind of, I want to geek out for a second, so bear with me. Let me be nerdy. But aside from just recording on my iPhone, um, when I first started, I was like, there's things I don't like about my phone. It's just, it's just a little too rough around the edges. So I went online, I bought a mic that was on sale, score, and it came with a pop filter which basically takes care of the plosive sounds, most most of the plosive sounds, which are like a harsh sounds like H, has a lot of air that goes past when you say H, P, B, sometimes. Um, and basically it's just like a little, little windscreen kind of thing that catches those sounds. So it came with that, and it came with a cardioid mic. And that means that it's unidirectional in its polarity pattern. So... That might sound really confusing, but really simple example of what that means is if I snap my fingers in front of the mic, and then I snap my fingers behind the mic, there's a huge difference in how it sounds. One sounds way more chipper, and the other one sounds way more dull. And that's because the mic was designed to just pick up sound from one direction, i.e. the direction I'm talking in. So 
anything from the sides of the mic and behind the mic, it doesn't actually pick up very well, which is great um, if my husband and my pets decide to be noisy. It doesn't really pick them up as well. Alternatively, my back happens to be to the road, so when people drive past, when people start up their lawnmowers on Sunday morning, I I honestly have to move my recording time to, to Saturdays now because it's picking up too much sound from the road and from lawnmowers across the way. I've got lots of older folks in my neighborhood and they all go out on Sunday mornings and ride their lawnmowers and my husband, he's 26 and, and that's his thing now on Sundays. He goes out and he, he joins the parade. Anyway, yeah, cardioid mics, very cool. And I'm very glad I invested in one. It cost, I don't know, like 50 or 60 bucks on sale on Amazon. And it came with its own boom arm and uh, pop screen, pop filter. So uh, while you can totally record a podcast on just your iPhone or your Android or whatever, if you're going to get into it, I highly suggest that you get a mic. It, you don't have to break the bank. I spent less than 100 bucks, right? So it's my little uh, piece of advice if you want to get into actually anything, like any kind of audio recording, even singing, guitar. And back to what I was saying. So hopefully that answers your question about how many tracks. The answer is usually anywhere between four to maybe 12 tracks. And then I have to add in all of the sound effects, which are their own tracks. So, I mean, depending on the chapter and what's going on, it could be like five sound effects per segment. So those all have their own tracks and that has to be um, blended together. So it is a lot of work. It's not too intense, but it's a lot of fun. And of course, I make my own sound effects. I think starting from chapter 16 onward, I can officially say that every sound effect you hear is my own that I've created. Um, and anything before that, if I didn't create the sound, I credited uh, soundbite.com in the show notes. Those Technically, the website doesn't need me to use uh, give attribution, but I just feel like it's appropriate because I make so many of my own sound effects that I wanted to distinguish between the two. But yeah, from now on, everything you hear from from like sword fighting to the dragon roars, that's everything I'm developing on my own. And it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Um, I've considered making maybe a video or something about how I go through the process because it's really, really cool. And I just, I, I work with Audacity. That's it. I just use pitch and distortion and uh, amplify a few things and, and layer in tracks. So yeah. It's, it's really geeky. It's really cool. And that's just a little look into the editing. All right, and I've got a content question. Uh, this came from one of my best friends. Thank you, Jen. So she asked, How didn't Seb realize that he was the great tamer before he was told? He read that book and did all sorts of things that he knew normal tamers couldn't do, yet he was so surprised that he was special. That's a fair question, and I've been waiting for somebody to ask that. And it's just, I guess, simple human psychology is all that it is. Um, I think many people have experienced something in their lives where they just don't want to see what's right in front of them. You can very easily convince yourself that something isn't true. Um, 
you can go into this uh, self-denial. And I think that's that's really what Seb does. All that he wants out of life, really. And he's said this multiple times before. He really just wants to have a normal life. He wants to settle down with Fauna and support his mom. He wants to be a blacksmith, right? So even though he can do all these things that other tamers can't do, even though he's he's read this book on great tamers and their abilities, I think he's able to just deny it, to turn a blind eye, basically, because he doesn't want a part of that. And then when Vivian and Alice come up to him and say, hey, we think that you are the great tamer, he's not really able to um, deny it anymore. Like, he has to face it because they're bringing it to him. Um, if you want, like, a real-life example that doesn't, you know, revolve around dragons, it could be anything from um, a bad relationship, like a toxic relationship. You might not want to believe that you're in a bad relationship. You might not want to have to believe that you have to leave it. But maybe all it takes is someone saying, hey, you know, this isn't a good situation and you need to get out of it. Um, Denial is an amazing ability humans have. And I definitely think that that's what Seb went through. I was also really surprised that nobody asked, why didn't the dragons just go to their tamers and say, hey, he's definitely the great tamer. And you know what? Since nobody asked it, I'm not going to answer it. I was really waiting for somebody to ask, why haven't the dragons said something? But yeah, nobody asked. So uh, that makes this episode easy, I guess. And I've had a number of people um, come to me and say, hey, why isn't this book published? Or is this available in, in an ebook or, or something like that? Where, where else can I get this book? So I do really want to publish A Dragon Tamer's Fable at some point. That's actually my hidden meaning behind this podcast is to see how many people are out there who are actually interested in me publishing it. Because it takes a lot of work to self-publish it and, you know, time and money. And I don't know, I just, you might say, oh, well, the podcast is obviously a lot of work. It's going to take you many weeks to to do this. But at the same time, it's a lot of fun. And the podcast is something that one day, you know, my kids can listen to and they'll be able to hear their mom read back her own story. And I think the podcast is a nice format for me to just get a feel for who's out there who actually wants a hard copy. Um, I have gone to agents before, back when I wrote the original copy when I was uh, 16 and I got my fair share of rejection letters, which is totally fine. Uh, the book was crap back then, so I'm glad that they rejected me and that I, I rewrote it. Um, and I've looked at agents now, and it's just... Nobody wants to deal with high fantasy. It's a very niche genre, and um, everybody seems to want you to have, like, I don't know, published articles and um, be an award winner and stuff like that. And it's just like... I don't know how to do that with this novel. It's it's massive. This is my debut novel, and this it's just this mammoth of a book. So that's why it hasn't been published yet. Um, I want to just put my feelers out there and, and see who wants it. If you want a hard copy, if you you want an ebook, whatever you want, hit me up. Let me know. Don't just assume that I'm going to publish it. Um, it takes a lot of courage 
to to do that, to, I guess, just commit to the idea of, of publishing the book. It's a lot. It's a lot of hard work and and money and time and love. So if you want a book, great. Please let me know. Hit me up. Give me some encouragement because I'm not afraid to say that um, it's kind of scary putting it out there. And I just, I don't want to do it just as a free version on Kindle. Like, I put a lot of love into this book. And when I do it, I want to do it right. I want to make sure there's paperbacks and hard copies for you guys to have. Should you want them. And, uh, like I said, this is a pretty short episode. Um... But I did want to tell you a, a cool little announcement, and it goes back to the first, um, the first Q and A. Somebody wanted a website, and I've been working on one. It's not fancy, like me. It is going to be very basic, um, but it should be it should be a cool tool for you guys. Um, maybe uh, you stepped away from the podcast for a bit. You know, life gets in the way. And you need to refresh your mind. You'll be like, who is this Arthur character? Well, you can go check out the glossary. Um, there's a map page. There's an about me, about the author page, where it's it's very self-deprecating. Not ashamed to say. Um, yeah, so it's not going to be anything fancy, but it's going to be there. You're going to have um, the glossary, the map. I think I've put in like a listen tab, contact tab. And you can share it with your friends and just be like, hey, this is a cool podcast. You should go check it out. And I've got this website for you to to look at. The website should be live within the next week or two, just depending on how crazy life gets. So keep your eyes peeled. I will be posting on Instagram and Facebook whenever it is live. So that's pretty much it for this Q&A episode. Um, chapters 20 to 30, a lot happens. So much happens. Um, just in the next couple of episodes, we're going to meet a new species, which is really cool. I'm very excited for you guys to meet that species. Um, we're going to be traveling to new lands. There's going to be, of course, the battle that has been mentioned um, in the last couple of chapters. That's going to be a lot of fun to do the sound design for. So there's there's a lot to look forward to. So much happens between chapters 20 and 30. It's crazy. So, next Q&A episode will be between chapters 30 and 31. That's, you know, weeks away, but if you get any questions at any point, you can always DM me um, at a DTF podcast on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me at, um, I forgot my own email, dragontamerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, really, don't be shy. I love talking about the book. Um, I love talking about the editing. It's really cool. So, yeah. And thank you very much for supporting the podcast. If you're wondering how you can support the podcast better than just listening, which is amazing and huge, so thank you. Um, you can always share with your friends and your family, anybody else who's interested in dragons. Um, or you can rate and review Spotify does not have that option for podcasts. I really don't know why they don't, but it is what it is. If you have um, an iPhone, feel free to go write a review up on Apple Podcasts. That should be an app that's already on your phone if you have an iPhone. Um, 
any little thing you can do to help spread the word about the podcast is is really cool and it's a great way to to help support the podcast so thank you very much for listening and until next time keep slaying anything but dragons <laughs>